Somebody stopped me the other night and said, Brother Jones, we used to go home 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning from church. I said, I understand that. Stop Brother, Brother Character downstairs tonight in the prayer room by the old piano. There's an old piano sitting down there in the corner of the fellowship hall. Said, Brother Character, if we could get this old piano up there and get it to preach tonight, ain't no telling what God could do. This old thing's been through it. It knows where all of it's happened from. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you happy tonight? Amen. Now, I don't know what you expected me to preach after all this because I've prayed till I'm give out, but you know what? I've all of a sudden got my second win, so look out. Praise God. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. Paul said, I would to God that you would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now, how many wants to be... In that class. How many want to be in this class. That Paul's writing about. I am reading 2 Corinthians. Chapter 11. Verse 1, 2 and 3. What did I do? Get the wrong verse. Wrong chapter. Chapter 2. I'm sorry we'll start all over. Forgive me Lord. I'm too excited to read. I'm too sweaty to see through my glasses. And I can't see without them. So here we are. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 1, 2, and 3. I would to God that you would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have expassed you to one husband, that I might present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now you want to be in that category? I mean, surely we don't have nobody here who wants two husbands. Dear God, one's enough to put up with, much less wanting two. Come on, ladies. I need an amen, women. All right, all right. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying, I have, I have, I have brought you to one husband, expassed you to one husband. What's his name? Jesus. How many got the name of Jesus applied to your life? You belong to that one husband. There's just one Lord and one faith and one baptism. Only one Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, but then he said something that, that just really has shook me up. Paul said, but I fear. I fear. least by any means. As a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You may be seated. This is the simplicity of Christ, brother, if you need a title. Paul in his writing and in his work with the church and with his preaching and his traveling and... His evangelistic work, his pastoral work, uh, he has brought many to the Lord. 
And he, he said, I'm jealous over you. I've espoused you to one husband. That you, I could present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Clean and pure and undefiled. A chaste virgin to Christ. And, and I, I want to present you that way. But then he said, but I have a fear. I fear lest Satan. Lest Satan comes. By any means, I fear, at least by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your minds, your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You that were prayed for and prayed with tonight, and, and some of you prayed for one another, and, and, and it don't matter, that's great. Praise God. But you that were prayed for... You that prayed with and you that prayed alone. If you had a contact with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with the Holy Ghost and the power of God tonight, it came to your mind. Your mind recognized that you are in the presence of God. Your mind understands that this is God's Word. It's your mind. And Paul said, I'm not worried about the rest of your body. I'm worried about Satan beguiling you as he did Eve in the garden. And corrupt your mind from the simplicity that is in Christ. The Bible said that this gospel is so simple a fool or a wayfaring man cannot err therein. That's how simple it is. That's how simple it is. Everybody say simplicity. That's the simplicity of the gospel. If you can understand, if you have a knowledge, if you have a reasoning, if you have the ability to, to comprehend and think, you have the ability to be saved. It's no big far out thing that we got to go through. There's no big long ritual that we got to understand. It's the simplicity of Christ. Jesus said, I came to save the lost. I come to save the sinner. Joseph called his name Jesus for he'll save his people from their sins. That's simple. That is simplicity of the Christ, of the gospel. It is so simple. It's so simple that if we're not careful, we begin to try to enlarge upon it and make it sound glamorous it is not glamorous it is absolute truth that sets you free there is no glamour in it it's the shedding of the blood of jesus christ that is not glamorous that is something that will break your heart if you understand how jesus really went through it there's no glamour in it there's no beauty in it seeing our savior on a cross with a a crown of thorns and blood gushing out of his hands and out of his feet and out of his side. And hearing him say, it's finished. There was no glamour to that. There was very few that stayed to see it. It was so gory. It is not a pleasant thing to look at. But friend, it's the simplicity of the gospel. It is shedding of the blood that saves our souls from hell. And there's no other blood that can do it. There's no other name that can do it. It's simply the name of Jesus Christ. And that is simple. That is not anything that's hard to understand. The Bible said there is none other name under heaven given whereby a man must be saved. Where is that found? 
Where are you, sister? Where's that found? <laughs> she knows. Acts 4, 12. That's what it says. The simplicity that is in Christ. What is he saying? Paul's saying, I watch the devil. I, 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 I see in the record of Satan as he entered into the garden. God had placed man in a place that uh, no man has ever seen since. Adam and Eve in the garden. God said, look, this is all made for you. It's all here. Everything's here. And you enjoy it. Help yourself. Just take care of it. But leave this one tree alone. This tree of knowledge, good and evil. Leave this tree alone. Don't touch, don't eat of this tree. The day, the day you eat of this tree, you'll die. Now that everything else is open. But leave this one tree in the midst of the garden alone. That's all the requirement that there was in the garden. Leave this one tree alone of good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil. Leave it alone. Because if you eat of this fruit, fruit, the day you do, you'll die that day. How old was Methuselah when he died? Nine how much? Nine sixty-nine. How old was Adam? Nine what? Nine hundred and fifty. God said the day you eat of this tree, you're going to die. The Bible tells us that one day is as a thousand years with the Lord. Nobody's ever lived to be a thousand years old. They died in that day, just like God said they would. Man, we only have one day on earth with God. The day you eat of this, you're going to die. We, we've got less than a thousand years to live. Thousand years in one day with the Lord. What are you saying? I'm talking about the simplicity of Christ. He means what He says. And He says what He means. Praise the Lord. Sister Kim, when He said, By my stripes you were healed, He meant you are healed. Oh, glory. I'm beginning to feel it now. The simplicity of the Christ. When He said, By my stripes, by the shedding of my blood, without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sins. But because I shed my blood, if you'll have my blood applied, if you'll repent of your sins, if you'll ask forgiveness, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. I have done wrong. I am repenting of my sins. Be baptized in that name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues a friend that's simple that is nothing hard to understand and nobody 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 can change that say but I hear all you got to do I've told you what the Bible said you just have to turn and read it the simple I am afraid Satan will come what did he do here he came and he came to Eve and, and he said Eve look at the tree just, just take a gander up there just, uh, oh you cut up terrible in church Somebody told me you, you had back trouble. I didn't believe that. Somebody said you had some crushed disc and God healed you and the doctors didn't know what to think. No wonder you're dancing. Dear God, that'd make anybody dance. The simplicity of Christ who healed her, who took care of your back, who done it? Jesus. Do you know he done it? I did. Not only you, but who else? The doctors 
know. Oh, God, my God, I'm going to have to have my spell by myself. I'm going to tell you something. That's the simplicity of Christ. By my stripes you're healed. She just simply believed it, and it's done. And the doctor said, hey, look at this. We can't find nothing wrong with her back. And here she is out here doing the Tootsie tonight. Man, there ain't nothing wrong dancing if you got the right partner. Let me tell you something. Just go on and have it go. Praise God, it's all right. My Lord, my God, the simplicity of Christ. We come here to have fun. We come here to get joy. We come here to let go. We come here to get a hold. We come here to worship. We come here to praise. We come here to enjoy. We come here to love God. We come here that we can go out of here and serve Him better tomorrow because He's been so so good to us tonight. A ball of fire on the outside somebody saw. Don't you know somebody else saw that? The simplicity. And here old Satan is. The scroungy. He didn't look scroungy, honey. He looked smooth. He said, all you got to do is eat of the tree. But my husband said... That God said, we're not even supposed to touch it now. Her husband didn't say that. She just said that. Oh, Jesus. i got to get on with preaching, hadn't I? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm talking about some simplicity that Paul was afraid that was going to break. Satan was going to break our train and our ability and our faith. Through subtility. Well, it might happen for her, but what about me? Look up here. I ain't going to embarrass you too bad. And he said, Listen, Eve, just go ahead. He said, But that's a tree that we're to leave alone. The day we eat of that, we're going to die. He said, no, you're not. It's all right. You go ahead and do it. You're not going to die. God knows that you'll be like him and you can discern good from evil. Oh, really? I can be like God and I, know, I can know good from evil? Let me tell you something. You'll never be able to discern good from evil without the Holy Ghost. I want to say that again. You will never be able to discern what's good and what's evil without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because he will, somehow or another, he will disguise it. And you will be accepting something that's good when it's evil. Holy God, help me preach tonight. Jesus, I am afraid that Satan is going to be as subtle in your mind as he was with Eve at that tree. Somehow or another, uh, she gave in because she thought she could be like God without obeying God. She thought she could know good and evil without obeying God. People get in their mind that, hey, I don't have to do this. This is not necessary. That's not necessary. This is not required. I don't have to do that. Hey, be careful what you say is not necessary and you don't have to do. Some of the simplest things, like a little lie. Did you know Revelation 21 and 8 said, all liars... All liars, just a simple little lie. Oh, I'm just going to tell a little white one. Be careful. 
God's not colored blind. It don't matter whether they're white, black, or blue. It's still a lie. The simplicity. But I can get by with it. You know, I can... How subtle, how easy Satan works in our minds. He can't make me lie. He can just make it uh, appropriate. And it seems so fitting for me to tell it. Oh God, I wanted to shout after all y'all shouting. Here I am, got you quieter than a mouse. Paul said, I have a fear. I have a fear that this same devil that was so subtle with Eve and created all of the trouble in that garden, I have a fear that he is going to get into your mind and he is going to take you from the simplicity that is in Christ. If you, wanted, if you want to be saved, if you want to have your sins remitted, if you really want them washed away, what are you going to do? Simply do what the Bible said. Repent and be baptized. That's simple. That's simple. Now Jesus said, this first miracle he said, his mother said, listen fellas, whatever he says unto you, you go and do. And we're, we're out of wine. Our pots are empty. And, and our party's not over. And we're embarrassed. We're having problems. And they come to Jesus and he said, well just put water in them pots. Simplicity of Christ. It is so easy to not be able to comprehend what Jesus said because we don't understand how He's going to work it out in the end. Who is the problem maker? Who is the troublemaker in our mind? It's Satan trying to, hey boys, you, you know you put water in them pots. You know that's not wine in them pots. You know what you've done. You put pure water in them pots. And now he's saying, draw it out and take it to the governor. Who wants to do it? Oh God, I've preached that a many a time here. Who wants to do it? Who wants to take this water to the governor and say, here's a good wine. When you know you got it out of the well. But the simplicity of Christ is that all things are possible with him God help me to believe that don't let the devil take that away from me don't let the devil steal that out of my mind there is not a problem you're facing that my God can't handle but Satan will try to misrepresent it in such a way that you just have problems understanding putting water in the pot is going to serve the best wine Oh my, what did I preach the other night? This is the confidence that we have in Him. This is the confidence we have in Him. Somehow or another, the simplicity that Paul is talking about is you and I keeping our confidence in Christ regardless what the devil is saying, regardless what circumstances look like, regardless what conditions are. If you and I can simply keep the devil out of our mind. Listen, Eve, you got in trouble by talking to him. You got in trouble by listening to him. You should have told him where to go to start with. God God said leave it alone I'm leaving it alone God said don't touch it God said stay away from it friend I'm staying away from it that's all there is to it it's that simple it's that clear cut and Satan you can't glamorize it enough to make me want it you know what gets us in trouble when Satan can get our minds to glamorizing oh what that would be like then you go getting in trouble Well, this is a good message, Brother Jones, whether we shout or not. 
Go, so help me God. I've been coming to this church for how many years, Sister B? 24. 24 years I've been preaching in this church. 24 years. I've preached a bunch of messages here. But I'm going to tell you something. If everybody was still here that was here from the starting 24 years ago, we'd need a great big auditorium. This one wouldn't commence. What's happened to them? Same thing going to happen to some of you. The same thing that's going on in your mind right now. There ain't nothing to this. There ain't nothing to this. I, I don't have to. I don't. Brother Elders. Brother Elders preaches this. And Brother Elders. You better listen to your elder. That boy has come a long ways. That boy has come a long ways. I'm telling you. That boy has come from the world of sin. Not just petty sin. That boy was full. When he come to the church and prayed through. He needed God as bad as some of you need God. He needed God as bad as the word sinner needed God. And when God come into his life. God done for him the dirty filthy sinner that he was cleaned him up and called him to preach and he's one of the best we got today why because God called him to do it God cleaned him up God made him whole God made him real God made him divine God put it in him God brought him through the sorrow God brought him through the trouble God brought him through the hard times hey sister B they ain't all been good times But friend, I'm telling you something. When my phone rung and Brother Elders was on the phone, he said, Brother Jones, if you want to see Jeffy alive, you're going to have to get in your car right now and beat it here. I said, Las Cruces, New Mexico. I left that morning. It got in my car, drove as hard as I could drive. Hit ice out here at Ulysses. Drove on solid ice all the way in here. And I got in here, run into the hospital, run upstairs, and seen the elevator open. As I stepped out of the elevator, Sister Elders, and brother elders stepped out of the room where Jeffy was one of the most precious kids I ever knew brother elders got something invested in this church God brought him through something that made him feel my God I can't lean on anybody but Jesus I don't have nothing to hold to but God there's nothing reality but Jesus Christ oh God I don't have anything that can keep me but Jesus my best friend oh Oh, a man that loves me like a son. Brother Jones, when I got there, I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't give him nothing. I always said, my God, my God, what can I do, Lord? Nothing. Nothing. A man stands alone. A man stands alone with his battle. Regardless how much you feel and how much you would love and the things you'd like, you can't do it. And Satan knows it. And these little things, not little, these things that happen in our experiences, they do one or two things with us. They either mellow us before God and we fall in love with Him more and over and over again. Or they put hatred and malice and bitter in us. And Satan saying, see, 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 see. Satan saying, see. But you got a pastor 
that got past looking when Satan said see. No, no, I don't see Satan. What I know is that God knows best. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Brother Jones, preach his funeral. Do the best you can. And I did. Oh God, where we at? Satan trying to beguile. He's trying to be so subtle with your mind as he was with Eve. And somebody's going through a little something right now. And you're saying, I don't know whether I can live for God or not. I don't know what I can live, right or not. I'm going to tell some of you men something that's going to be real blunt. This is not going to be something that uh, perhaps you're going to really appreciate. But your sexual life better be put on the shelf until it's right with God. You hear what I'm saying? Oh my God, there's trouble. There's trouble. There's trouble. Ladies, let me tell you something. You better be right with God. You better not let Satan tell you everybody else is doing it. Other churches are doing it. I know churches that are cutting their hair. I know churches that are putting on makeup. I know churches that are cutting their shirt. They're dress tails off like shirts oh yeah yeah they are and they claim that they have the same God we got they claim they have the same Holy Ghost we got they claim it but friend I'm going to ask you tonight is God holy or unholy does God back off of his word or does he keep his word when he said it's a shame for a woman to have short hair he meant that when it said it was unnatural and a shame for a man to have long hair he meant that you may never cut it off but you'll face a God that's angry because you're wanting to look like a woman. Come on, I don't care whether you like me or not tonight. I'm trying to tell you there's a simple gospel. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's nothing hard. It's easy to look like a lady, isn't it? It's easy to act like a lady. I don't know anything about this girl's spirituality. I just know what she looks like to me tonight. It's easy for her to dress and look right. Oh, yes, it is. It's not a hard thing. My God, my God, help me preach tonight. What are you talking about brother Jones? I'm talking about making it to heaven. I'm talking about being saved. I'm talking about missing hell. I'm talking about missing the lake of fire. I'm talking about doing what's right. I'm talking about being right. I'm talking about living right. I'm talking about going to heaven. I'm talking about serving God. This world's sick of shams. This world's sick of those that claim one thing and live another. This world's tired of preachers that are preaching one thing for you to live and go off and live another thing. I'll guarantee your pastor ain't that way. Oh, God. Used to take him in an old truck. We'd hit western Kansas, delivering seed. We'd drive through cities. We'd drive through towns. We'd be weeping, weeping. Two, two men, two men delivering seed in this country, in this state. Weeping, driving through cities. And he'd say, Brother Jones, what's the matter with the preachers? What's the matter with the preachers? Where's all the preachers? I don't know, brother elders. 
I don't know. I don't know. But I know town after town after town that don't have a gospel preached in them. There's another man that I know of has done as much about that situation as your pastor in this church. What are you doing, Brother John? I'm just trying to preach to you what Paul said. I have a fear. Paul said, I got I, I'm really fearful that you people, I have espoused you to one God. I have espoused you to one husband. I have called you to be a chaste virgin. And I have a fear that you're going to lose that position with God. Simply because Satan will keep you from believing the simplicity of Christ Jesus. Simplicity in Christ Jesus. Help me, God. I looked at one of my favorite in the whole Bible. I looked at old Gideon. Discouraged. Man, that boy. That man was so discouraged he hid behind some trees to try to thresh out a little grain. He was so discouraged. Every time they'd done anything, it seemed like the Midianites, the enemy, would come in and just gather it all up. All of the grain they'd garnered, they'd just gather it all up and haul it off and left them with nothing. Over and over and over. Nothing we can do about this enemy. It's just something we have accepted. It's just something we put up with. One day... Up there in his little hideout. When he looked around, there was an angel of the Lord that was there by that tree. Gideon, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. Let me tell you something. You receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are a mighty individual of valor. You hear me? You're not an ordinary human being anymore, brother. You're not an ordinary citizen of this city. You're not just a, a student going to school or an individual going to your job. You are a mighty individual of valor, full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the power of God. Full of Jesus Christ. Loaded, prepared, ready to defeat any enemy that sticks up his head. Devil, you're a liar. I don't have to visit with you. Get in your mighty man of valor. Get up and go in your own strength. Get up. Go in your own strength. And we've lost it and we've lost it and we've lost it and we've lost it and we've lost it. The reason you have lost it that you won't get up and go in your own strength and let God bless your efforts. You are accepting defeat, sitting down. And Satan has told you you can't do anything about it. Satan has said, God is not going to help you through this. 
Now, I'm not way out in left field. I know exactly where I'm at right here, right now. Satan's trying to tell you that absolutely that it is impossible for anything to ever come right in your life again in these circumstances, situations. And you're a mighty man of valor. You're a mighty lady of valor. You're a mighty teenager of valor full of God. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world and you are going to just sit down and accept defeat? Come on, Gideons. Listen to the Lord. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Listen to God talk. Get up and go on your own strength. Get up there and do something. Well, Lord, I don't know what to do. Tear down the false gods first. Tear down the false altars first. Go down there and clean out the groves. Go down there and tear down everything that's not like God. Get everything out of your life that's not like God. Get everything out of your soul that's not like God. Get everything out of your way that's not like God. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Every hindering thing in your mind. Every hindering thing in your thoughts. Every hindering thing in your walk. Get it out of the way. Clean it up. Dear God, I'm going to live for God. I'm not going to put up with this evilness. I'm not going to put up with this garbage. I'm not letting the devil put this over me. I'm getting rid of this. Oh my God. My God. Can you imagine tonight? Can you imagine tonight what God really would do if we could really understand how simple it is just to live for God? You say, but I have so many heartaches and I have so many troubles. Well, bless your heart. Just keep asking them to come. You need to look that heartache in the, in the face and say, you know what? I've had all you I'm going to put up with. I've had enough of this. <laughs> oh God, I'm supposed to be jumping in and shouting. Mm. Get in, get all that stuff tore down. He got it all tore down, and the Lord said, "Get you an army together." Man, I need an army. He got a he got a big army. How many thousand? Thirty-two thousand. Here they come. Was it thirty-two? Yeah, here they come. And God said, well, look at this army you have got together. And you was afraid, sitting up there, hid by yourself yesterday, and didn't think there's nobody that would join the army, didn't think there's nobody that would help you, didn't think there's nobody that cared, and you sit there in your pity party, and you sit there and feeling sorry for yourself, you're letting the devil lie to you, and you're letting the devil have everything that's good, and you're just sitting back watching it, and thinking you had to do it all by yourself, when you got up and asked, hey, I need some help, I need an army to fight. You had 32,000 to show up. Come on, what are we looking at? What are we thinking about? The devil's trying to tell us nobody wants to live for God in this world anymore. There just ain't nobody that loves church anymore. You know why? They go to dead, boring churches that don't have a move of God in it. They don't have a spark of God in it. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to go sit through an old, dead, dry, boring service without a move of God. I want something to happen. I want something to take place. I want a power God I want somebody to get healed I want somebody excuse me to get saved and friend when they find out get out of my throat when they find out that Jesus is operating again 
Where did the multitude go? Where he was operating. But we're hid. God, don't let nobody know I belong to that bunch. I got a phone call this evening. I intercepted one of Brother Elder's. This is on tape. Brother Elder, I intercepted a phone call. And when they got through talking to me, I said, my God, no. I can tell you right now, Brother Elder said, no, don't do it. But Brother Elder ain't here. I said, no, but I am. And I'm telling you that Brother Elders is saying, no, don't do it. I can't believe anybody would call and ask a pastor such a question. But I was so thankful if there was a question they didn't know what to do about, they would ask a pastor. So don't get hung up on that. 32,000, Gideon, we can win this thing. God said, hey, you got too many. Can you imagine having too many in church? 22,000. Thank you. I, I, well, I like these people that know. See, you don't have to know anything when you're around people that know. They'll tell you. 22,000. 22, thank you. Well, I was going to get rid of all of them, but 10 anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Gideon, the Lord said you got too many. Tell everybody that's afraid. I've always wanted to do this, and I nearly would do it tonight, but I'm not. But boy, I'd like to. But someday I'm going to get the nerve to do it and tell everybody that's afraid you can't live for God. Just get up and get out of here. But don't do it tonight. Don't do it tonight. Don't do it tonight. He said, everybody that's full of fear and afraid, go home. And Lord, have mercy. How many did we lose? 24,000 flopping ears going the other way. All he's seen was the backup. About 10,000 left. Now God said, take them to the water. And I'll separate them there. Ended up with 300. Oh God, you tired of me preaching? I'm not tired. Simplicity of Christ. I mean, we got 22,000. Now we're down to 300. And God, you want us to fight the Philistines? Philistines, you want us to get out here? You want us to circle around that valley? And, and, and 300 of us tackle that whole group? That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to show you who I am. I want to show you what I can do. I want you to believe that I'm God. Come on, don't you let the devil tell you that you're going to lose this battle because you don't have enough. You remember when you sat up there behind the tree all alone and you didn't think there was no Buddy, and now you got 22,000. Now you got 300 warriors. You got 300 that'll 
that'll carry the lamp. You got 300 that know when to, uh, to light it. You got 300 that knows when to break it. You got 300 that'll work with you. And you will win this thing. Get up there. Get around them. Circle around them. And whenever the time comes, you just blow the trumpet, lift the lid, let the light shine in the noise, and watch me work. Let me do the work. Let me do the work. Church, the problem with us is we try to do the work instead of letting God do it. We want to handle it ourselves. But somehow or another, God wants to do the work. God wants to do the part that's hard. He said, I, I want you to know that I'm your God, you're my children, and I want to give you the best. And some way or another, there old Gideon was. And he said, okay, fellas, we're going to do what God said. Everybody get in the circle around this valley. And here they did. Oh, how many was afraid? I don't know. How many had love? I don't know. But I know one thing. They had an opportunity to back out. And they didn't. Don't need to answer this, Brother Character, but I just almost know that there's been times that you've had chances to leave the church. Just back out and say, oh, ain't going to stay with it no longer. A bunch of them have done it in the 24 years, Sister B. But there's some of those that said, man, we're going to stay. We're going to keep living for God. We're going to serve God. Let's just fight this battle. Let's do what God wants us to do and watch Him. Come on, you young ones. This is what God's wanting out of you. <laughs> mm. The devil said, nobody want to be saved. Oh, God. Nobody wants to be saved. <laughs> well, we're going to blow the trumpet. We're going to light the lamp. And when they did, what happened? Mass confusion. Where? Among those holding the lamp, blowing the trumpet? No, sir, friend. That mass confusion was down there in the valley. And here they were watching them. Said, my God, my God, my God, my God. Hey, 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 look at this. My God, look at that. Look at, hey, my God, what are they doing down there? They're killing one another, just slicing up one another. The whole bunch down there in the valley just going crazy, killing one another. And there they are watching. My God, look at this. Look what God's doing. My Lord, my God. Oh, Jesus, help me. It sound like a bunch of Pentecostal. My God, and look, look at this. Look at that. And somebody fell in the aisle tonight. I've seen everybody stretching. My God, look at this. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Aren't we a funny people? <laughs> Jesus. Didn't say nothing wrong with it. We just got to see what's going to happen to you. Aren't y'all glad I'm going home in the morning? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God, if God will help me, my God. My God, if he'll help me. I don't say it, but there's a season opening up here pretty quick. I'm trying to get a way to get back. Help me, Lord. Jesus, would you stand with me? Paul said, but I fear, at least by any means, any means 
any means. Any means. Be careful this week. Be real cautious this week. That the devil doesn't have a chance to pull something on you. Don't let him get you caught in circumstances and places you shouldn't be. I fear least by any means a serpent, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted in the simplicity of his Your mind would be corrupted from the simplicity. You got something from God tonight? Are you going to, in the morning, let it leave? Is God going to be greater tonight than He's going to be in the morning when you awaken and get out of your bed and start your day? Is God going to be weaker early in the morning than He is late tonight? You go through your day and, and some kind of a situation comes up. Are you going to lose your sense of balance? Or are you going to let the Holy Ghost be right there? Through Christ I can do anything. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 That your minds would be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. your minds will be corrupted from the simplicity. Your mind will be corrupted from that simplicity. Just fill the water pot up. Just gather your army together. Just call on the name of Jesus. He's the present help in the time of need. Simple. That's so simple. Just call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, everybody say it. Jesus, Jesus, just call on that name. Oh, he's a present help in the time of trouble. Oh, hallelujah. All you that are weary and heavy laden, he said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Come on, learn. Learn how to, the simplicity of Christ is. Praise God. Come on, Brother Ketcher. Oh, my God. As they sang, as they sang, and you need help tonight. You really need somebody to pray with you. You need, you need to get rid of some things that are in your, in your mind and some things that are bothering you. I'm going to ask you to come and stand again in front of this altar. And we're going to stand here in the awesome presence of an almighty God. And we're going to ask God to help us to never lose the simplicity of this gospel. God, don't let me ever lose the simplicity of this gospel. Let's stand, brethren, if you will. If you don't mind, let's all stand right here together. Hallelujah. If you don't mind, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have espoused you to one husband. 
I have expassed you as a virgin to Christ. I have expassed you. I have brought you to Jesus Christ. I have brought you to the love of God. I have brought you to the way God works. I have brought you to the truth of God's Word. And I love you, Jesus. And I love you, Jesus. Come on, move in here, brother, and a little further. Let's all just move on in. Get around this altar area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The simplicity. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Call on His name right now. Call on His name right now. Come on. Look around, Abraham. There's a ram. There's horns caught in the bushes. Abraham went and got that ram. He brought it and they offered their sacrifice. And I and the boy, we go back and join our party. Just like my confidence had said. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. A boy that took care of sheep. A boy that knew how it was to lay on the hillside, wrote the Psalms. One day, he's confronted with a giant. A giant that had stalled the army of God. The giant that had stalled the men that were trained to really fight. And he listened to that giant as he cried out and he gave them that opportunity. Here it is. If there be a man, let him come out. And the man that wins, oh God, will serve the one that wins. Come on, send me a man that'll fight. Oh, somehow or another. The circumstances are such. He's nine foot tall. He's a trained warrior. He's a killer. He's a, oh my, look at him. He's the giant. And he's a crying out. And somehow or another, the warriors are afraid. But here's David. Come fresh out of the mountains. Come fresh from an experience with God. He said, I killed me a lion. And I killed a bear. And I want you to know something, giant. I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to take your head. I'm going to take your head. But somehow or another, before he could do that, he had to persuade his brothers. Now hear me and hear me right. We're taping this. Great. I want one of them. Amen. There comes a time in your life. There comes a time in your experience. Whether you've been in it a long time or you've been in it less than six months, there comes a time and a place that you're going to have to stand for the conviction that you and God have regardless whether anybody else believes that you should live like that or not. You are going to have to take that stand and say, this is the way it is with my house. I am living for God like this. Oh, somehow or another, David had the confidence. He said, I know God. I know God will see me through this. I know I can kill the giant. My 
brother's saying I can't do it. My brother's saying I'm not big enough. My brother's saying I like the experience. It's not what I like. It's who I got my confidence in. And somehow or another, you let me go. And I'll face that giant. And I'll bring his head to you. Come on, church. I'm talking about this is the confidence that we have in him. Oh, there is nothing. We're going to tear his kingdom down. Oh, we're going to tear his kingdom down. Come on, Satan. We're tearing your kingdom down. You don't have the authority. You don't have the power. You do not have it. I have it in God. Me and God. God and I. We're going to do it. Come on, church. Worship God. we got to have that confidence. A lady called the other night and said, Brother Jones, we're having church trouble. Why is God allowed? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know nothing about your church trouble. Well, why would God allow? I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know why God does anything. Let me ask you something, lady. Why in the world would God choose Bethlehem? Why would he choose Jerusalem over there where there's nothing but sand and wind and stinking camels and all that stuff when he has Arkansas to be born in? Why didn't God choose Springdale or Fayetteville? Why didn't he choose this area? But he didn't, and I don't know why. I don't have to know the why. I simply must keep my faith and confidence in the Him. Oh, God, I've got to keep it in Him. It don't matter to me whether it's there or here or yonder. i still got to believe that God is in control. i got my confidence in Him that it's going to be all right because He's God. Let's sit to Jackson Hart. She said, Brother Jones, I just got in the car and run up to my sister's house, which is just a just a little ways up the hill. I just run up to see how my sister was and was coming right back. And when I got back, they was loading my husband, Bill, in the ambulance. And they pronounced him dead. And I had just left him. And I feel so guilty. And I said, you stop that. You stop that right now. God didn't want you there when he died. If he'd have wanted you there, you'd have never got the car started. Now you stop this stuff. Quit bringing that on yourself. Old self-condemnation. If I hadn't, if I hadn't, it's not if we hadn't. If we just stay in the will of God. If we just listen to God. If we just believe God have everything in control. He said all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. That are called according to his purpose. I don't know no good that comes out of a heart attack. But he did. And I'm glad it's over with. I'm glad it's behind me nine months. Friend, I'm here to tell you that my God knows what he's doing. And David proved that he knew God was with him. Now it's up to us. Talk to a man on the street tonight. 
invited him to church tonight. Halloween night. Spooky night. You can have spooks you want to. You want to hear some horror stories, I'm going to tell you what. Hell is full of them. You want to know what fear is? Bring one of them up. Jesus, help me tonight. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, read it for me, Brother Jack. Verse 14 and then start on 15. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. There it is. If we ask anything according to his will. He heareth us. Now he hears us. Now get this. If we ask anything according to his will. He hears us. He hears us. All right. This is the confidence we have in him. Read the next verse. And if we know that he hears us. Now hold it right there. And if we, in the We Know Club, right. if we know that he hears us, <laughs> oh, Jesus. If we know that he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. If, if we know he hears us, I feel it. Oh, somebody saying, but I'm not sure. Hey, don't tell me I'm not feeling that vibration. Somebody said, Brother Jones, you don't know what, yes, I do know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. Let's reverse this thing. Now, this little fellow said here that he had retired from being a salesman. I'm not retired yet. I'm still trying to sell you Jesus Christ. None other name among heaven given among men whereby a man must be saved other than that name. There is no other name that can do for you what that name can do. There is none other name that will bring the help you need like that name can bring the help when you need it. There is no other name in the world that will stick close to you as a friend like that name. That name is everything to us. A friend, we've been buried in his name. We've been washed in his blood. We have been married to another. That's him. We took his name. Oh my God. If we have confidence if we got confidence in him and then if we believe that he hears me when I pray why would you not think God would hear you when you pray oh you're too bad you're too mean you're too wicked you've been too mean well let me let me get some advice anybody in here been meaner than the man with a legion of devils I mean, I'm talking about a legion of them things. All right. 
He'd run among the tombs, cut himself, run among the mountains. Everybody's afraid of him. Chains couldn't hold him. He was stout. Man, I want you to know he could bust them loose. And the way he could go, they couldn't do anything with him. Has anybody been worse than that? Oh, help me tonight, Jesus. How do we know if we know that he hears us? But I've been, I've been, I've just been, I just, you just what? You just blew it. Admit it. Why would he not hear you? Does he hear you? Are you a teenager? Are you nearly a teenager? Twelve? Uh-huh. How old are you? Almost. You're a teenager. I know you're a teenager. I know you're a teenager. 